We are about to witness Vindana Mita, and she is a self-reclamation coach. And we are going to talk about what the healing journey, what the healing path really looks like, and why it's so important for you to fill up your cup. And we're also going to talk about emotions like grief and anger. Very important stuff very healing. She has a super healing energy and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you right now. This is one of the highlights of the summit. Here we go. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD healing journey. And I am absolutely honored here to share a new friend with you. Her name is Vindana Mita. And she, let me, let me introduce her because she is a person who has become a patron of reclaiming herself from decades of self-abandonment. She has chosen to share her self-discovery journey as a guide to others so that they don't have to figure it out on their own. Awesome. Thank you so much. And as an introvert, she knows all too well that if your cup is not overflowing into your saucer, and if you are not serving from your saucer, then you are not choosing you. Oh, so poetic. I love this so much. Vindana's hope is to bring your attention back to you a priceless treasure that has become even more valuable because you have been broken, because you have been cracked, because you are chipped and dented. She guides you to find your gold in the cracks because that is what makes you even more beautiful and unique. And she loves how more beautiful, confident, energetic, and fulfilled people become when they serve from cups overflowing into their saucers. Oh, welcome, welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit. Vindana, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, Charisma. Thank you so much. Uh, it's such, it's such, a, such a pleasure to be here and it's such an honor to be able to support the PMWT community. Yes. You know, um, yeah, it's such a, um, it's such a, a, a topic that is dear to myself, you know, in terms of the pain that we experience as, as caregivers. Yes. And, um, you know, a place where we can stand up and speak about it and um, be true to what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, um, that is that is truly priceless, and, and that's why I'm so honored to be here today. Mm, so thank honored you. to have me. Yeah, you're so welcome. Let's dive right into this this journey. Could you speak a little bit about your own journey and why you're now so passionate about helping people to reclaim themselves after, for example, abandonment? Yeah. So. You know, you know, my journey, I think is, it actually starts in abandonment. Mm. It starts at, you know, it starts in a household where perfectionism, where um, being right all the time, being, you know, always having the right answer immediately, spot on. That's where my self-abandonment journey started. Um, you know, like it, it, it goes back to, I mean, the earliest I can remember is, um, you know, is, is at three. 
um, where I um, I was such a pleaser, I was such a, a codependent, I was so enmeshed with um, you know these were these were all taught um, behaviors, but by three already I could read. So at three I was going through grade one, grade two books. Um, and, you know, that meant that things like, oh, you're so wild and you're such a tomboy and, you know, you ask too many questions, you know, that's where we start abandoning ourselves, Yes. yes. you know, and, and, I, and I'm going deep, I'm going deep really quickly. Um, and, you know, for a lot of us that can be triggering and this is what this work is all about is this is where you know, we start abandoning ourselves. And so this is where we've got to start, is we've got to start. Um, it's not to say it was wrong, it was bad. It just was. We've got to remove that emotional charge from it. Mm -hmm. It just was. And we've got to look at it now from a place of safety, mm -hmm. which is where we're standing right now. Um, what has gone before, we've got to try and remove that emotional charge so we can look at what was yeah. and see where we can regroup and move forward from there. So that's kind of where, you know, that's kind of where my journey starts is that, um, um, you know, in, in, in this very orthodox, in this very orthodox home where there was no tolerance for any deviation. And, you know, that, that is, is quite common. That is quite common across the board is that our parents, our folks, our caregivers wanted the best for us. And so they gave us the best care that they thought it was um, necessary in that time, in that space. And so that's essentially where my journey comes from, you know, um, and, 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 you know, just looking through my life so far, that journey of self-abandonment, that theme of self-abandonment plays through, it plays straight through life, you know, with different people, with different situations, the emotions are the same, the themes are the same, the patterns are the same. And we literally just have to, we have to be able to, look at them with an objective point of view, not with a judgmental point of view. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that's, that's essentially, that's essentially where I come from, you know, um, and acknowledging those roots is huge. Acknowledging how far those tendrils actually go in. That is huge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, when you shared, you know, your story about, you know, reading very early on and then these kind of boxes that we were put into by our caregivers, I really resonated because I remembered when you were speaking about that, I was always the drama queen. And my mom once told me I should not talk so loud because everybody sees me already anyway. And I really internalized that. And it was a big part of my, also my PMDD, my depression, anxiety, my anger journey to go back and to kind of unpack that and to be like, I can be whatever I want to be. You know, if I am a little dramatic, then I'm a little dramatic, but it's it's just who I am. So thank you for, for bringing that up. So do we basically self-abandon because we just want to be safe and be part of the the family or be accepted? Why do we even self-abandon? Well, you know, that that's exactly it. Is that, you know, um, we, we're biologically wired mm -hmm. to 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 belong. We're biologically wired to be safe in a yeah. tribe. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. biologically wired to be connected. Mm -hmm. 
And so this is why we self-abandon because to be separate, to be separate from the collective mm -hmm. is painful. And so we develop these coping mechanisms, you know, whether it's, um, you know, pleasing other people, whether it's to say that I'll be okay if you're okay, you know, because you you'll love me better if 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 you're okay. So I need to make you okay, so that you love me. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not being taught. Uh, just a broad generalization is we're not really being taught um, how to please ourselves, how to love ourselves yeah so that you know we fill our cups let it overflow in our sources and then serve from our sources while keeping ourselves and our cups full mm. all the time yes that is I, I absolutely love that you know that 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 image of that cup overflowing that we just fill ourselves up right sometimes they say you know you got to fill yourself up first and i know so many people with pmdd in our community are totally depleted you know and then trying to give from that depleted state without having to having filled themselves up first so how can we how can we start you know, reclaiming ourselves. You're a self, you're a reclamation coach, right? A self reclamation coach. How can we, where do we start? Where do we start? You know, we start, we start with ourselves. We start with acknowledging mm -hmm. our journey. Mm -hmm. We start with acknowledging where we've come from. Yeah. You know, we become this observer from a place of curiosity, like, oh, that was really interesting, you know, instead of, oh my God, you know, like that is not what I should have done over there. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. And that's what we're doing at the moment. We're putting on these, these blinkers to go, oh my God, I don't want to see what I've done. I don't want to see where I've been, yes. you know? Yes. I, I just, I just want to go forward. And if we just take those blinkers off, those, those blinkers of judgment and of shame and of blame and of criticism, that is, that is like the first step is to say, okay, um, let's just take a stock take, you know, let's just do a stock take. Yes. Let's just see what has gone on before to bring me to where I am today. And let's see what kind of, um, and, and here I want to bring in the, the, the analogy of a pilot. A pilot doesn't fly from point A to point B. A pilot flies in a series of inflections. So they will constantly do course corrections to be able to reach point B yes. instead of going, okay, this is my path from A to B and this is the one that I need to take. They're constantly looking at where they can improve, where they can you know, inflect to be able to get to the destination. And that's essentially... You know, I mean, you have your best life in your mind, what you want to be, what you want to live, who you want to be, how you want to get there. And that's absolutely fine. That's your end destination. That's your goal B. And we just got to make these small inflections as we go along. That is and so, so good. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and part of those inflections is about, um, you know, being with yourself, mm -hmm. being with your emotions. Mm -hmm. acknowledging the full spectrum yeah you know imagine if we took blue out of the color spectrum what would life look like without blue <laughs> and that's where you know yeah yeah exactly yeah. and that's where when we 
when we're, we're, we're taking out the pain, where we're dampening anything in our lives, whether it's happiness, joy, pleasure, pain, um, when we're dampening one, we're dampening all of them. And so that's, that's what we have to do is acknowledge, you know, acknowledge what we're holding in. Yes. Yes. No matter how dark, the full spectrum. no matter how vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no matter how full, no matter how expressive, we've got to acknowledge them, mm. you know, self-compassion mm. is huge, you know. This was hard, you know, this was really, really hard. And I see, I see what you've been through. You know, I see what you've been through. And I acknowledge that you've come through the other end. And I'm so proud of you. So self-compassion is a huge part of just reclaiming yourself, starting yeah that's beautiful and that's a just almost a beautiful practice that you just shared with us you know out there y'all you know just put your hands on your heart and acknowledge what you've how far you've come and what you've been through and all these things that I think that's that's a beautiful practical tool we can already use and take home with us Mm, that self-compassion thank you for that so when Sometimes um, when we have our PMDD and in our luteal phase before our period, we, there's almost a switch. Like I turn into this totally different person and, you know, you're talking about self-compassion and the full spectrum and what would life be like with blue? But sometimes it's almost like we turn into like a monster. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I would love to take out the blue <laughs> of that phase. How can I how can I be more, I don't know how to say this, but yeah, how do I accept that part of myself? Like, you know, you were all speaking of the cracks and that they're unique, but when I'm in the middle of it, it doesn't feel very positive or doable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first, it's such a great question because, um, I don't think we're really taught how to deal with ourselves when we become cranky, crabby babies, you know, when the cranky, crabby babies in us come out. And I I don't say, I say that from a place of love, not from a place of judgment. Um, And, you know, the first thing is, is that we would acknowledge how hard it is. Mm. So that's where the self-compassion comes in, you know. We got to acknowledge that this is suffering is is a universal you know and this is where the buddhism comes in is that um you know suffering is universal it is a part of life the thing is as human beings we've attached this meaning to suffering we've attached a meaning to what it means to suffer that is wrong we moralize it that it's bad we moralize it that it shouldn't happen we judge it mm-hmm. you know so we're attaching emotion on top of emotion and we're layering it up. Yes. And at the end, we're going, but this shouldn't happen. You know, like, why am I in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just bringing, I hope I'm bringing awareness and I'm saying this, you know, and, and, and that it's being received from a place of love. Yeah. Um, 
but but you know but more than that you know um we become so overfull of of just energy and and the energy is in the form of emotion that our bodies just memorize you know they memorize as patterns so when the body sees events that are coming up the body goes hold on i know this i want to protect you and i'm going to bring up those familiar emotions and so you know we're always being like almost boiled over with these emotions time and time again yes and so we've got to learn how to empty it yeah okay yeah. because i mean okay so how long have you been in your current space of residence in my space of business business residence yeah oh by here about six years okay great and in those six years <laughs> that's awesome and in those six years how many times have you taken out the trash i make my guy take out the trash so <laughs> <laughs> but many times every week every week okay okay great okay so you haven't let it pile up right you haven't let it pile up exactly you know we got to bring it up. We got to release it. We got to let it boil over and we got to release it. You know, mm -hmm. we can't let it boil over and then mop it up and squeeze it back into our cups. Yes. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And that's what we're doing at the moment, you know? So um, you've got to grieve, you've got to mourn, you've got to let it all out mm -hmm. from that puppy you wanted at six years old to the boyfriend that stood you up in high school to the, the, the job, you you know, the, the promotion you got at work. Yeah. The promotion you got at work and you still feel guilty about because you now cannot spend time with your little ones, you know, to the promotion you didn't get at work. So we've, we've got we've to allow it to boil over and let go. We've got to empty out, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, I mentioned the bit about the observation, you know, become a curious observer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and with that is that we've got to work with the body and the mind at the same time, you know, yes. because the mind can direct, we can be so um, focused. And at the same time, the body is the driver because it has already, mm -hmm. um, how do you say, like remembered emotions yes. that is, it's got a preset. Yeah. 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 And that's where your react comes from. Uh, you know, we react. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So how this makes so much sense, especially in this PMDD container, because we do become so full and then we react and lash out because it's just so full. It just wants to explode out. So how do I empty it out in a way that's not harming myself or others? Do I, is that, do you recommend journaling or what are some things I can do to just empty myself out? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there's so many, many, there's so many release techniques. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously journaling is one of them is to get, is to get what's in the mind out because as soon as there's movement you know there's space created as soon as there's space created yeah. we can start to begin begin the process of releasing you know yes. um because just because intellectually it's on the paper doesn't mean that the body's remembered it 
<laughs> I mean, you right. know, and, and, and released it. So we've got to work with the body as well. We've got to work with the organs in the body. We've got to work with the systems in the body. Mm. So <laughs> I'm sure as a yoga teacher, you know, and, and, and being in Kundalini, you understand that we've got to move this stuff around. We've got to make the space. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, movement. Movement is, I, I know that people say, you know, um, movement is, 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 um, we should all go for movement. We should make sure that we're walking 10, you know, whatever, 20 minutes, half an hour a day, that kind of thing. But we got to move in a way that feels good for our bodies, you know? So whether that's just simple stretching, finding the place where there's tension and holding it, mm. going into a yoga studio, doing some yoga, you know, hitting the, hitting the pavement and running. Yeah. We got to do what works for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I would add two very, um, I guess, new age techniques in there. And that would be breathing, you know, because breathing, <laughs> I, see your, I see your enjoyment and your surprise and your um, elation at me mentioning this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> um yeah and so you know breathing because breathing is it 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 affects the vagus nerve Mm -hmm. and when i say the vagus nerve it is a nerve that connects your brain and your animal brain your thinking brain in the front and your animal brain at the back um all the way down to your pelvis so because it's connected to all your organs because it's connected to your pelvis that is one way in which you can start releasing stress from your pelvis, mm. from your womb. You know? Yeah. Because what it does is if this vagus nerve is so tense, so think of a piano, piano string, mm-hmm. or a, a, a harp string or a piano uh, string. If this nerve is so, so tense, imagine what it's doing to your organs. Imagine what it is doing to your womb space. Yes. Yeah. So we got to vibrate it to release that tension. Mm. And then whatever tension comes out in the form of emotions, emotion, energy in motion, we got to deal with those. Mm. And when we deal with those, we got to, Think about it. Okay, well, how would I like to react in future? And that's where we've got to, you know, bring it out all the way through the body and let it boil over. Mm. Yes. That course correcting comes back in again, right? Right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That reminded me of something. I was teaching yoga the other day. And there was somebody in the space before us and she wasn't leaving yet. So we all had to wait for her to leave. So I went in and I just popped my head in like, Hey, you know, we're waiting here, but somehow my energy was possibly, I'm in my luteal could have been a little, a little forward. So I had to think about it. So I was sitting in the evening and meditating and it came up and I felt like some weird shame or something around that. And I was thinking, I'm like, 
oh, what's going on? Why do I feel, why is that lingering? And I thought about it, I'm like, oh, it's lingering because I think you, your energy was not, you know, the most open loving energy. There was something there. And I thought about that and I thought, okay, how can I course correct next time? How could I approach this in a different way next time? So I love this course correction because sometimes we, something does happen, right? And we do like mess up or we flip out, but that be able to sit with that, to let it come up as we, as we move or as we let the emotions arise and then to know, oh, maybe next time I'll try it to do it this other way. I'll react in different ways. So that just came up for me. So thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that that puts things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, it even goes a little bit deeper than that in the sense that, um, you know, this is how we behave, how we react, how our body has remembered things, is that our needs weren't being met. Mm. And so the body remembers that in the sense that, oh, in this situation, my needs were not met. Mm. So to protect, this is what I had to do going forward. Yes. Are you there? Yes. Are you still there? You're frozen on my side. Oh, and I see. Yes, you're frozen on my side. Let's wait a moment. Could be my connections. Sometimes that happens. Let's see. If I lose you, I'll pop right back in. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, yes. hey i'm sorry i don't know what happened (laughs) don't worry this is the beauty right of the internet (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you know with the zoom we've been through everything haven't we with zoom so it's like oh well whatever feel free to take this time to have a sip i took a sip of water while you were gone Thank you. Awesome. Is this okay so far? Oh my gosh. It's like, it's beyond, beyond. It's amazing. (laughs) Really so helpful. So healing also already. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll just, we'll just jump in. I'll just ask you a question and I'll be able to smoothly edit that. How do you feel about that? Great. That's perfect. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Because I would love to talk about the safety in the body since we're kind of talking about that a little bit. All right. So on your Instagram, on your wonderful Instagram, you said that safety is one of our baseline needs and that if your body doesn't feel safe, it's not going to be able to rest, release, heal, trust, let go balance, connect. Why is safety so important and how can we create more safety? Yeah, so safety is our base need, right? We're wired for safety because we're wired for life. We're not wired for death. Okay, so as a baseline, you know, physical safety, are we safe? Are there lions around? Are there snakes? Is there a cockroach around? You know, 
Um, is there a gecko on the wall that looks like the size of a crocodile? <laughs> you know, are you physically <laughs> safe? Yeah. Um, you know, have you got enough to eat? Mm. Have you got enough to eat? Have you got enough water to drink? Mm. Yes. You know, are you hydrated enough? Are you eating for nutrition? Mm. Or are you eating as a filler, you know, for energy? These things are so important. Are you being nourished, you know, from the inside out? Yeah. So physically, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to create that sense of safety in us. We have to balance what we need to on the inside. Yes. Okay? Yes. So that our body feels safe. Okay. And, and, and feeling, and this is where we have to talk about, you know, um, our home base is, do we feel safe at home? You know, are we physically safe? Are we emotionally safe? Yeah. yeah. Are we mentally safe? Are we extended in any way? Do we need to pull back a little? Mm-hmm. Not forever, a little yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. You know, because feeling safe and being safe, there's a huge separation. You know, being safe is. I've got four walls around me. I can sleep without a lion jumping on me. <laughs> Being safe is, is it safe to be myself? That's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the crux of safety. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, because our senses in our our body are always pointed outwards, you know, because the threat isn't from inside, it's from outside. So our senses are all pointed outwards. Yeah. Okay. So we're always going to, especially as you know, um, I, and, and 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 it's possible that a lot of um, the PMWD community are very sensitive to the environment. They're very sensitive to energies. They're very sensitive to um, reading, you know, energies before they actually read people. Yes. And might I suggest that this is where, when we dampen our ability to be present with that energy, when we dampen our ability to be okay with being sensitive, that we internalize that. We internalize that sense of safety that we feel in the environment in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And as I say that, I also have to take a deep breath of just acknowledgement of how, how much is being internalized. definitely highly sensitive people with PMDD sensitive to our hormone fluctuations and to the energies around us absolutely yes Mm -hmm. yeah can we you know yeah go ahead go ahead um yeah so you know I mean creating that safety is is so important um and another way in which we can kind of create and practice that safety is by um, you know, doing 
doing cold exposure. I'm sure you've heard of Wim Hof, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're not saying you need to be a Wim Hof style, go to Antarctica, jump into the water, stay there for half an hour. You know, we're not, that's not what we're saying. We're saying start where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it means cold feet on a towel floor, start there. <sighs> you know, build up your tolerance. Yeah. You know, create that safety for yourself because it feels, it feels uncomfortable, hellishly uncomfortable. And at the same time, you are safe. You know, you're safe in your environment. You can attune to your environment in a place of, from a place of safety, yes. even though you're feeling discomfort. Mm. And that's how we can, you know, take small steps to be able to start. Yeah. yeah. Creating safety. Oh. I, something just popped up in my mind. We do this in, in our yoga class. We say that, you know, we hold postures for a long time and we come to that challenge and it feels challenging, but we know we're in a safe environment, right? And you're holding space, the space is being held. So that's when we get the practice being with this challenge, with this discomfort, but knowing, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in a safe space. So cold exposure, that is such a great idea. Genius, genius. All right, we are, <laughs> we are almost at time, but I do want to ask this this one more thing, because it comes up a lot with PMDD or any kind of a diagnosis. If you, if you're diagnosed with endo or anything like that, grief, grief mm. comes up a lot when we think of, when I think about, you know, all the years that I've lost, all the friendships I've lost, all of the hardships I've put myself through and others, this grief comes up. Can you speak a little bit about grief and mourning and what happens when we don't mourn what we need to mourn. Could you just speak a little bit on that? Of course, of course, of course. Um, so I've just actually, I'm actually coming out of a year of grieving, a, a year of mourning. Um, you know, myself, I actually never mourned my loss um, of my folks, of my sister, of my nephew. And then, you know, um, Literally throughout my teens, every single year, we lost at least one close family member. Mm. And so I never mourned, um, you know, what, what had actually happened. And so I've just, I've, I'm, I'm just coming out of a year of, 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 of grieving, a year of mourning. And um, so, you know, what, what I can say is that, um, you know, about grieving and mourning is that if you have a feather and you hold it for a minute, it's doable, right? Yeah. If you hold it for a month, you're going to start grumbling. You know, it becomes heavy, yeah. even a feather. <laughs> and if you hold it for a lifetime, for your lifetime, okay, that's when we start getting impact. Okay. So how that kind of works in the body, and, and, and this is, across the range for emotions, um, but we're going to look at it in the context of, of grief, is that you have this grief and society says, okay, there's only a specific period where you've got to, you know, it, it's, it's okay to grieve because after that, you're going to move on with life. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, you got to be the different person after that. And you can't go back and you can't be continuing to grieve. So what we do as people is we take it and we internalize the grief. 
And because that grief has no expression, that energy of mourning comes up. And that energy of mourning, we keep back inside. Mm. Right? Yeah. And now to keep those from boiling over, we have to use more energy to keep those down. So wherever it settles in the body and we got to constantly balance that and manage that because remember grief doesn't just stay. Right? Yes. So wherever it settles in the body, we're constantly fighting internally and we cause it to densify and, 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 and become so dense and hard in our bodies that it eventually starts affecting our organs, mm. our muscles, our systems. Yeah. Okay, it causes physical pain. It causes physical dis-ease, unease in the body. And that is why, you know, as a, as a person who could not cry until very recently, I am encouraging you to include a grieving practice every day, an unboiling practice or a boiling over practice, sorry, yeah. a boiling over practice every single day. It's like a pressure cooker, you know? Yeah. Release the whistle. Yes, yes. Is it no wonder that we're blowing up left, right, and center? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So true. What is... This is my last question on this. What is a practice, an unboiling practice, a boiling over practice that we could do? My love, you know, it, it would be to sit with it. I know they say sit with it and it's such a big concept when you're not sure. Mm. But we've got to allow ourselves to release and this is where the breath work comes in because breath work does that naturally. Mm -hmm. It tingles your, um, your vagus. Cold exposure does the same thing. It allows the muscles in the body and the systems to release the tension. Yes. Simple clenching and unclenching. And that's where the yoga is just absolutely brilliant. Simple clenching and unclenching allows our body to be able to experience freedom and tension. Mm. And that dichotomy allows the energy to move and be released. Awesome. Awesome. So, so wonderful. We are at time. We're a little bit over time. It's just been so, so juicy. I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to cut us too short. So thank you so much. This has been really, even just me speaking with you has been so wonderful. I know that your energy is radiating through the ethers right now to everyone out there and you work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Can you please just share a little bit how someone can work with you? Absolutely, absolutely. If you want to be witnessed by me, if you want me to help you as your guide, um, you know, to be your guide through this process and to guide you through some of the, some of the really dark places, you know, I, I um, on my Instagram bio, I have a place where you can fill out an application form. And, you know, um, it, I think it's the top one um, on, on in, in my bio. Otherwise, you're definitely welcome to DM me. 
and um, you know, let's get chatting, let's get talking. What are your needs? What do you need? Um, what do you need guidance with? What do you need witnessing? And um, you know, let let's work from there. Um, and you know, even if you're not, even if you're not ready to to allow yourself to be witnessed, to allow yourself to let go. Um, you know, I'm going to be putting up in my in my bio um, and also on the link, um, you know, for 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 the summit. Um, and, and this is what I do with with my people is that I get them to kind of, you know, it, it's a gift of 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 having a look at your life. So I'm going to guide you through how to map out your life. Right. So you can start to pick out some themes that are kind of going on, you know, and just create some awareness. OK. And um, because this is really, really, it can be such heavy work. I'm also including an, another bonus, which is the manifesto, the, you know, um, the, the, the overfull cup manifesto. Um, so I'm including that as a kind of an affirmative guided meditation. You know, Thank for you. our community. <laughs> because things are tough as it is. We, we, we need our resources to be able to let go, you know, boil over. Yes. Mm. Thank you for your generosity. Such beautiful surprises for us. I will also click the links and check them out. Thank you so much. To wrap up our, to close our container, do you have any words of hope or encouragement for our people suffering from PMDD, our community? <laughs> Mm. Yes, I do. You know, um, as a connoisseur of pain, <laughs> um, and I say that with 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 compassion. Um, we don't have to live this way. Mm. You know, we don't have to live this way. There are resources out here. Um, they may not be in the medical profession. And this is where I encourage you to, to look outside of the medical profession, to look at people and, and, and places that are doing extraordinary things at the front edge of, of new techniques, or should I say ancient techniques brought back to present. You know, we're reviving ancient knowledge. And so if, 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 if medical... You know, you feel as though it's not supporting you. You need to be able to give yourself permission to go and look elsewhere, mm -hmm. to try something different, to try something new, and to see what works for you. Because mm -hmm. we all built differently. And so different things are going to work for different people. And I, and I, and I hold space for you that you find that space that, that you can release, that you can be yourself mm. and you can live your best life from there. Mm. Thank you for those words. Absolutely. Ah, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. This has been so wonderful, y'all. I hope that you also feel as touched as I do right now. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day and um, 
take some time to maybe even rewatch this because I feel that Vintina um, went very, very deep. We went really deep here. So rewatch it, take some time, come back to it, pause it, come back to it again. And thank you so much, my dear, for, for being here with us in the PMDD Healing Summit. Thank you so much for saying yes. <laughs> thank you, Charisma. It has been, it has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. Get out of here, everybody. Bye. Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.